Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today. As we are continuing a series entitled Young Men Breaking Free. Recently, I've written a booklet for young men to stay free from pornography, and if they have a pornography habit, to get free from it, hence the title, Breaking Free. And we're doing a a series, a mini-series, on breaking free, young men breaking free. Today's the third part of that. I just want to mention some resources, because when we bring up the topic, there's a lot of people who hear a broadcast like this that either have someone in their family, someone in their parish, or someone they know Uh, needs assistance. Uh, To begin with, the booklet is, again, Young Men Breaking Free. And if you go to our website, familylifecenter.net, and in a few weeks, we'll have also dads.org launched, and you could get that booklet at either of those websites. Also, on the website, you'll find that we're offering a new seminar entitled the Freedom Seminar, and it's designed for older teenagers. We have a kind of a young men's track, and then we have another track for married men, a Freedom Seminar. If you want to find out more about that, that's on familylifecenter.net. Also, I want to announce for the very first time, I'm starting a new blog at familylifecenter.net entitled Breaking Free Blog. And just on occasion, I'm putting out there a short blog on some helpful insight, strategy, prayer, scripture, who knows what, a whole collection of things to help men stay free and break free from pornography. So let's dive right into our topic today, Young Men Breaking Free. As I mentioned in the earlier broadcast on this topic, The Journal of Adolescent Research reports that about 87% of young men indicated they are using pornography. That's on varying levels. And one of the things I want to really highlight in this broadcast is that the pornography plague is hitting good families. Uh, You might think, Oh, I can see this is a real problem in in those type of families where um, dad's in jail and mom's a meth head. Or maybe those type of Catholics that show up maybe for Christmas, maybe for Easter, or maybe Christmas and Easter. But that's it. That's the extent of their Catholicism. Well, yes, it's hitting those families, but also need to emphasize that this problem is hitting good families. It's hitting good Catholic homeschooling families. It's hitting Catholic families that have taken a lot of prudent steps to try to ensure a moral atmosphere for their families. It's hitting them as well. Now, in the first two parts of this series we're doing, I spoke about how to prevent the pornography problem. And if you didn't tune in for those, contact my office because you may want to get a hold of episodes 33 and 34 of Faith and Family, Young Men Breaking Free, How to Prevent the Porn Problem. But I want to shift gears this week 
Because unfortunately, this topic is hitting way too many families, but it is hitting them. This week, I want to concentrate on what do you do if you find out that your son is using pornography? In other words, what do you do? Now, it is very likely, particularly if you are a concerned Catholic parent, and if you're listening to this broadcast, you're probably in that category. So if you're a concerned Catholic parent, it is very, very easy to overreact if you discover your son is viewing pornography. It is entirely within the probability of your reaction to your adrenaline just lighting off, and it would be very easy to scream, to cry, to express your most profound disappointment. Here you are, let's just say you're a dad and you struggled to provide the opportunity for your son to go to a good Catholic school, to have his mind formed according to the faith by good Catholic teachers, and here he's darkening his mind with pornography. Or let's say you're a Catholic homeschooling mother. You've sacrificed. You stayed up late at night. You struggled. You worried. You prayed. You worked. And then all of a sudden you find this out. It, it just This is not just a problem. This is an explosive problem, and it's very easy to react in an explosive manner when you discover it. Now, that is not a good idea, and let me tell you why. Assuming your son has a conscience, and I assume he does, because if you've raised him in the faith, he has a conscience, okay? And if he has a conscience, and if he's been using pornography, and you discover it, the sense of shame that arises from a man or a young man who knows better, who's a Christian young man or man using pornography, it's a deep, deep shame. And what happens if you overreact, start screaming, and yell, and again, I wouldn't, I'm not blaming you for wanting to react that way or feeling that you need to react that way, but you can't react that way because here's why. If you have an out-of-control reaction to your, the discovery of your son's pornography problem, the shame that he has will be driven deeper into his heart. And shame, this is one of the horrible things about a pornography addiction. And I'm not talking about just the horrible things about the nature of the pictures. I'm talking about what it does to a person. It's because the shame becomes like a prison. A man or a young man locks himself up in a prison of shame. There are men, good men, who have inadvertently gotten themselves hooked on pornography who are too shameful to go to confession. Now, that's wrong. I'm talking about having that feeling, but that's what the shame does. I want to tell you about the best Catholic person that I know of on the planet to help men heal from pornography. 
Well, he's no longer on this planet, unfortunately. It's Father John Mulvey, who has passed away, but a priest that um, worked very closely with the Family Life Center and helped men get over pornography. Father Mulvey, when he was alive and worked with Catholic men, had the best success rate in getting men off of pornography than anyone I know. It was an astonishingly high success rate of those who stuck with him, okay? Now, Father Mulvey knew the shame, and there is something about his personality, about the style of his priesthood, and I I wish I could just have him here in the studio today, and I'm trust he's praying for me right now to try to convey this, but he knew that you needed to get the shame that was buried deep inside, that was locked up in a man's heart, you had to get that shame out. So, if you as a parent want your son to heal, you can't drive shame further into him. You can't bury it deeper in his heart. You have to be that person who will enable that shame to be able to come out so that it can be healed. What am I talking about here? I mean, I wish at this point we were on TV. I like radio a whole lot, but at this point, I wish we were on TV. And I could show you a clip from Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. The scene from John chapter 8, the woman caught in the very act of adultery. Now, in all probability, in real life, who knows what was going on, they ripped this woman right out of an act of adultery and pulled her out in public. Probably half her clothes were either missing or ripped off. And here she was, shameful, in public, ready to stone her, and they're trying to trap Jesus too because he knew He was a man of mercy. And in that movie, it says in John chapter 8, she was standing alone with Jesus after Jesus said, he who is without sin cast the first stone, and all the men who were so ready to condemn uh, went off by themselves. But she's left with Jesus. And in the movie, she's literally on the dirt, and she's reaching out a hand, and the hand is just trembling, uncontrollably trembling because here she is, a woman caught in sin, and she's alone facing the holiest man who had ever walked this earth. And there is something about Jesus, despite the trembling, despite the shame, despite the the, the distance be, between her shameful sin and his holiness, she was drawn to him, she was drawn out of her sin. Now, I'm not at all saying being loosey-goosey, forget about the sin of pornography. No, it is a mortal sin. It will send you to hell. It darkens the mind. It eclipses and chokes off the spiritual life. But there is that primary reaction. Jesus said, go and sin no more, but she was drawn to the Savior. She was drawn out of her shame. 
Father Mulvey had that gift, and that's why at his funeral, there were men weeping openly, grown men weeping, because a priest was able to pull the shame out because of his reaction to them, that despite the shameful thing they had done, that Christ still loved them. And so, you know, I would recommend in child training and discipline when your little kids set you off and it's time to discipline them, you know, you do the count to 10, or I say if you have a temper, um, have a special place, maybe upstairs, or, you know, go just go through a, a short act of calming down. But in, in this case, it's more than counting to 10. Because if you're a good parent, it's really going to light your fire. It's, it's going to set you off. And really what you need at that point is to be like Jesus, be like Father Mulvey, and not drive the shame in. But in love, pull the shame out. Because one of the steps of healing a pornography addiction is that which is buried inside needs to come to the outside. You know, one of the reasons I want to do those freedom seminars so far, I haven't had one group say yes to it, even though 87% of young men are using pornography. I hope we don't wait till it's 99%. I'm getting a little upset here, but nonetheless, the reason is despite anything I would say, that if I would um, 50% model what Jesus did to the woman in adultery or what Father Mulvey did with, with people, and men could actually show up in a place private and protected, but nonetheless in a group, that would be a first step in getting this out with not getting your head bashed in with a Bible. Uh, they know they're guilty. They know they're shameful. Believe me, it's overwhelming. And we want to get it from the inside to the outside. And I would strongly recommend if you're in that situation, you just may need to cool off. And by the way, that scene from uh, Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ with the woman caught in adultery, you can get that in a clip on YouTube. So if you have a smartphone or a tablet, just go outside and watch it and then come back in and deal with your son, okay? This is very, very important because otherwise Satan will be able to put chains around your son and capture him in this sin. And I'll just say, Catholics, don't be too quick to applaud some exceptionally well-intentioned efforts to launch crusades against pornography in the Catholic Church. Just be very careful that what you're applauding is not increasing the shame of men. Some people are trying to help and they're hurting. You don't want to drive it deeper. You want to get it out. And so far, I have found a rather profound lack 
of helping men get this out within Catholic circles, and it really needs to begin. But if you find your son in this circumstance, that's how you help him. Secondly, what do you want to get across to your son? Believe me, unless, I don't know, for some reason you never really catechized your son. He has no sense of holiness and righteousness and right living. Uh, If that's the case, we need more than a short broadcast to cover what needs to be done. But bottom line, 95 to 99% of young men caught in this act know it's wrong and know it's sinful. I'm talking about if you're faithful and living out your Catholic faith at home and with your family going to Mass regularly and such. Okay, what do you need to get across? Well, I've done all types of prison ministry, and one thing you don't need to do in prison ministry is try to convince the guys there that they're sinners. They know that. What they need to know in prison, what your son needs to know if he is imprisoned by the sin of pornography, he needs to know this, and you need to get it across, and that's that Jesus loves him because it it takes really incredibly strong faith to believe that Christ loves you, despite the fact that he knows everything about you. He knows every pornography picture you've ever seen, and he still loves you. And your son's faith may be really wavering at that point, saying, my situation is hopeless, and hopeless people give up their faith. You don't want your son to do that. And so your reaction, A, not overreacting, not driving the shame deeper, and then your words and your actions have to convince him that Christ indeed loves him. And I don't want to sound a little too redundant here, but again, you can go to YouTube and just do a search for Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, and go to The Scourging. I don't know about you, but for me personally, my subjective reaction to watching that movie, the hardest thing for me to watch was The Scourging. It went on and on and on and just unimaginable torture. And don't get me wrong, I realize the crucifixion was horrible, but for me, watching that scourging was just terrible. What Jesus went through. And I've written, you may know, uh, an earlier booklet entitled Breaking Free. It was basically a booklet on helping married men deal with the pornography problem. But when I wrote Young Men Breaking Free and having dealt with Catholic men over the span of about 10 or 12 years in this issue, I decided that there needed to be a conclusion, a conclusion that was very important. And in fact, in the conclusion, I urge men to watch that YouTube clip of the Passion of the Christ, the the scourging. And then after watching that, I asked them to remember and grow daily in the knowledge 
that Christ loves them. And then I give two verses from Isaiah 53, starting with verse 5. But he, Christ, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53, verses 5 through 6. There is no one listening to my voice who has done anything to exceed what Christ has provided for, provided we turn to him in repentance and faith and trusting that God the Father has given a gift out of his love of his Son. By his stripes, we are healed. The Lord, God the Father, laid the iniquity of us all on him so that we might be whole. And this is profoundly important because, and listen to this, because a pornography addiction can be a trap that you'll never get out of unless you hear what I'm going to say in the next 60 seconds. And this is it. It is experiencing and knowing and believing and trusting and depending upon the love of God, which will get you out of the pit of pornography and finding freedom from this life-dominating sin. But, and this is a big but because a lot of guys fall into this deep pit and they're not coming out until they figure out what they're doing wrong. If you're struggling to get free from pornography so that Christ will love you once you finally get free, guess what? You'll never find freedom. This one is bigger than most men. Why? because it taps into a very deep weakness within the human person. And this pornography is like venom from the serpent himself that gets inside of us, activates neurochemicals in the brain, and imprints things and changes our very neural pathways. You just don't do hop, skip, and a jump, get free of this, and then Jesus loves you. No, to get free of this, you need some of the most powerful force that I can imagine because, in fact, on a secular level, they say this stuff doesn't get really get healed. Yes, it can get healed, but you need to tap into the power of heaven, and that's the love of God. You start there, you find freedom. If you think you need to get perfect or free or this or this or that or climb some big ladder in order for Christ to love you, You'll never get up the ladder. You'll never get out of the pit. You'll never get free from pornography. You start with the love of God. Now, while I'm on that topic, you know, I get emails and phones and call-in when I did call-in radio shows from Catholic parents all over. And I've been doing this for, what was it, 14, 15 years on the radio here at the Family Life Center for over two decades And 
when there's a significant problem, like pornography or another type of problem, just surfaces, I have Catholic parents write me and tell me all these things we did, all the things we didn't do as a family, our rules, our devotions, and everything else. And yet, I'm sure somebody told me this, but in two decades, I can't remember a single family telling me we really worked at teaching our children that Jesus loves them. We really centered our spiritual formation in our home for our children just to trust the love and the mercy of God. Never heard that. Now that's a way to prevent problems. That's a way to enliven your entire spiritual life. And it's also the same way to get out of a pornography addiction. The love of God. So I've just given you the conclusion of that little booklet, Young Men Breaking Free. I'll just close with this, and this is step number 11, but kind of related to this. Along with the shame, the Scripture calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. He slanders us. He accuses us before God. And there's two different reactions to deep guilt that arises from pornography or any other sin. One reaction is condemnation. That comes from the devil, the accuser. The other type of reaction is called conviction, and that's from the Holy Spirit. Condemnation says, you're a slimeball. God can never forgive you or accept you for what you have done, and you feel driven away from the church, from confession, from friends, from family, from scriptures, from prayer, from repentance. You're just separated. That's condemnation. And if you're feeling that, then that's not of, the, of God. That's, that's a spiritual attack. But if you're feeling conviction, ah, yeah, what I did was wrong, and it was really, really wrong. I need to flee to Jesus Christ to find forgiveness. I need to head to confession. In fact, I've been in men's conferences where we deal with this topic, kind of half jesting and kind of half not jesting. I said, it's been a long time since you've been to confession, or if you really need to get there, just button the front of the line and says, guys, I really need to get in there. You need to get your way to Christ and find the forgiveness that he has. You've been listening to Faith and Family. This is your host, Steve Wood. This has been episode 35. Visit us on the web at familylifecenter.net. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at familylifecenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.familylifecenter.net.